can't be fucked to do anything today, man. I was going to go to the gym, but I'm just like, well, I want to go to the gym. Rest, um, enjoy your holiday. But I just feel fat and ugly, so. You are, dude, but that's fucking. Oh, no. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I'm going to go shopping. Is that going to be the cold open? I don't know why I said that. That was, that was mean. That was not. That's not true. Don't worry. You're beautiful. Oh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Cheeky cold open. On the end. No one ever stays to the end to hear it, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Honestly, I can hear so many. Like, I can hear the fan. I can hear the music in my side. It's just a mess everywhere. I don't. I just don't know what's going. I wish I could shut up everybody up and just kill them and record. Um, Jesus. That was very dark. What is going on today? <laughs> Welcome back to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. I'm your host, Bankoli Mokwede, and of course, I'm joined by my co-host, George Ibiro Ifatcho. I don't know, it feels like you were waiting for me to say something really cringy or corny, Well, and you sound like, I don't know, you look quite disappointed that I didn't. Oh, no. I I just presumed that by your presence, we've already fulfilled the, <laughs> the cringy quota, so I'm not looking for Wow. I mean, the day you just tell me, just say Obira Jojifiacho, full stop, I'll probably be satisfied. <laughs> We're going to talk about Mayor Beast Town later this episode. But before that, Obira, how are you? How have you been? I am in recovery mode at the moment. As you're aware. <laughs> don't drag me into last your mess. Don't, 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 <laughs> don't drag me into your mess. Yeah, last weekend was mental, man. Bank holiday weekend is always a, is always a thing. And Obviously, I was in your ends, and yeah, had a first time we. It's actually was it, had was a ball. It was the first time we've seen since what twenty thirteen. Exactly, first time we've seen since twenty thirteen. Yeah, good. that's so wild. I can't believe it was the first time we've like we've seen face to face. Had a lost a step, man. <laughs> well, well, still, I just realized that I was doing, I was doing things, and I realized that the, the audience can't see what I was doing. Like it's not a visual medium. Oh, you're like, oh, guys, 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 we have to leave now. We have to leave in the next ten minutes. I'm like, Banky. If you think I'm leaving in the next 10 minutes. Well, no, no, no. Let's put it in context. We were going for someone's birthday and the trains mm-hmm. were 30 minutes apart. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to then... Look, and people... <laughs> like, look, let's be honest. I'm not going to... We could have done the longer one. I'm probably taking more quicker trains and paid more money. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. So it's either <laughs> we went according to my schedule and I paid the amount of money I wanted to pay. Or we went later, and I still paid the amount of money I was going to pay. I was not going to pay more money for just because we wanted to drink more in the house when we were going to another house to drink. So we found a compromise. But it was it was good vibes in the house, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was good vibes, but like it was good energy. I trust that the energy will be good wherever wherever I go. Jeez, do you know what? Right. Do you know what's not good energy? What's not good energy? This bloody sun. This it is so damn hot. I can't believe it, man. I gosh. This is when I become the the Grinch of summer. I'm like, mm-hmm. everyone hates me because I'm, I genuinely do not like summer. I do not like the sun. I, Are you more of a winter person yes, than a summer person? Yes. Wow. I, I prefer to feel cold and to feel hot. It's, I did not know that. I, so you're not, a big, you're not a big fan of the beach then? No. But, no. 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 What? Mm. No. 
Um, I get less productive when I, when it's hot outside. I get more. Right. I get more irritable. It's just like I wake. Is up. it because like more people are happy? They just it might be. You. It might actually be. I do not <laughs> like the irrational joy that people get from from the sun. So it's annoying. So like when people are like, oh, it's sunny, so I'm happy. That annoys mm-hmm. me because it makes no wow. sense. So that might be part of it. But also, I just wake up in the mood. I wake up irritable. I'm touching and turning all night, sweating and, and humid like, and everything. I already don't sleep well, and then you not know, add the heat to it. And it's during the day, like it's bright at 6 a.m. and it's still bright I at 8 p.m. It's just a very annoying sequence of events. I don't like it. I thought you had an aircon in your room. In this country. How many rooms in, have yeah, you, in this country? How many rooms have you <laughs> in this country that have aircons? Yeah, I thought I went to yours and it was like aircon and I don't know why you I do like... not know why you're saying these lies. <laughs> this this doesn't make sense. Listener, listeners, this is a baller yeah. I'm talking to right yeah. here. Um, put some respect in his name yeah well i yeah i just i just don't like don't like summer and look i don't know i feel like we should apologize because i we're recording this at a different time due to different reasons but i feel like there's some construction going around me so there might be if you guys fucking bin fucking bin guys have yeah if you guys hear any random alien sounds driving up and down just go with it just just imagine that it's part of our vision we wanted to make it feel more real so so we, we allow the sounds in. If you don't hear anything, then that's perfect. That's exactly what we wanted. But if you do hear anything, then just go with it. Um, what have you? Anyway, I was gonna say what have you been watching, but I know you you only became sober like six hours ago. So, <laughs> so and guys, Obi is currently in his bathrobe, just sat down at his desk with headphones, <laughs> so he's in the most relaxed way possible, like. Living the dream, man. What have we been watching? Um, I'm not sure if you know this uh, author. His name is John Le Carre. Oh, yeah. yeah Curry. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so, wait, 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 um, wait, wait. Are you watching Little Drummer Girl? I finished Little Drummer Girl. Ooh, so what... I finished it like last week. Oh, okay, so what are you watching now then? I'm watching this um, I'm watching this TV show called Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Is it a TV show? So... It was obviously it was a book I think it came out in 1974. Yeah. And a TV show with Alec Guinness. I think that's um oh, that what he won? Okay. He came out in 1979. Yeah. So that's so much at the moment. I think it's on iPlayer. And I think there was a movie that came out in 2011 yeah, I think with it was a movie, um, Gary, Gary Oldman, Oldman and Tom Hardy and stuff. So that's kind of what I'm, I'm just anything spy. I'm just like I'm in. Not Mission Impossible spy, not like that. Why I mean, you, why are you? Doesn't some shots of Mission Impossible? <laughs> no, Mission Impossible is fine for it. Is I think the first movie was like, wow. I think the last one as well was pretty incredible. The last, the but last. I think few, the yeah, they've been quite good. The most recent one yeah. with um Henry Cavill. Um, I when Henry Cavill reloads his arms like like yeah, guns his, in the bathroom. That's like no, what? <laughs> um, I didn't watch. Yes. Speaking of Mission Impossible, I didn't like. I don't really know the middle part. Not even I don't know like one, two, four. I think I really got into. You it. didn't know three. No, I probably have. To, is that JJ Abrams one? That's the one with Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, I need to go back and watch them. But I think I started at Fallout, Fallout or Ghost Protocol. One of them, the one that he was running down the building. That was when a I fake fan. Was, I never said I was a fan. I'm just <laughs> I'm a casual. I'm a casual observer. I'm a casual person. You're like a fan that. of Tom Cruise. I like Tom Cruise. I like Tom. I like his dedication. Anything like Spy, anything Spy, I've been on it. I watched this other movie the other day called The Parallax View, with um, 
Warren Beatty. That was pretty intense. Can you watch something that was, that was like, made this this century? Warren um, Beatty. What 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 good spy movies are there this century? There was that one with um. Do you think Argo is a spy movie? Argo, fine. Yeah, I watched Argo last month. I need to I can't Ben Affleck actually directed that. So that was pretty good. He's a very um, good director. Why would you say that? It's like when you think of Ben Affleck, you just think of like this. Anyway. Um... <laughs> I think of a very good director who also writes well and can be a good actor when he wants to. I do not think about anything else about Ben Affleck. Why? <laughs> I need to rewatch Argo. I don't think I appreciated it probably the first time I watched it. And there's the, there's the other one. I think it's called The Spy Who Came In From The Cold. That's oh. probably the pinnacle of, of spy movies, yeah. And what year, That's what year did it come out? 19, like, 54 or something. But there's the other one, The Night Manager. That's pretty good on Prime. I really like on that. Prime. I really, is I it, that's John Carrey as well. Yeah, it is. Tom Hiddleston and Hugh Laurie. And yeah. Olivia Colman. Yeah. I think that was the first time I got introduced to Olivia Colman. So, really? Yeah. You didn't watch Hot Fuzz? I mean, <laughs> I, I don't think I watched Hot Fuzz at that point. I think I watched it after. Ah. Um... No, yeah, <laughs> so Night Manager is really good, and I think, I think I recommended it to my dad sometime last year. He watched it, and he really liked it, which made me want to go back and rewatch it, and I rewatched it, and I still really liked it. So, yeah, go watch Night Manager, six episodes. Uh, is it on Prime? I didn't know it was on Prime. Uh, Munich is another good one. Hmm. Hmm. Um, I think that's Spielberg that's as well. Spielberg. I haven't um, watched that, but yeah, that's Spielberg. That's an interesting movie. Um, yeah, so look, those are some, some good spy recommendations for you guys. I really yeah. like The Little Drummer Girl. It's like... That was, that was where I first got introduced to Florence Pugh. And then she obviously really? went to have that blockbuster year that 2019 was. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, yeah, it was that was where I first saw Florence Pugh in um, Little Drummer Girl. It's Florence Pugh, Skarsgård, Michael, Skarsgård Michael Shannon. So. It's like, yeah. Quite good. Um, Loaded cast. Yeah, very good cast. Um, what's, that, what's that black girl that was there? Because she wasn't behind her eyes as well. Um... I don't know, I've forgotten her name. I mean, She's really good in that as well. I, I, like, really... I like that you assumed that I watched behind her eyes. <laughs> the end of that the end of that TV show is like batshit crazy. Yeah, but... everyone. That's what everyone says. Um, <laughs> but yeah, obviously this episode we're going to just quickly talk about the Mayor of Easttown finale, which is, I think, a show that we both really liked. Um, really, really liked, yeah. Probably the show of the year so far. Yeah, so far, yeah. Um, the finale was was really good. Really, I, I think they really stuck their landing, and we'll get into like the actual weeds of everything and some of the themes that I think this show was trying to say, but I didn't really get until the finale. Really, I didn't know that was what the show was trying to talk about until the finale. So yeah, mm-hmm. we'll talk about Mayor of Easttown finale right after this break. Talk about Guy Pierce as well. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about him too. <laughs> This was a really good show. Um, you don't have to say it, but you're welcome that I forced you to watch the show. You don't have to say thank you. That's that's fine. That's my job in your life too, to 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 give you to give you this kind of good art. So uh, you're welcome. I I I know your life has been enriched by this experience. I'm happy I was able to help you in one way or another. So, but this was that's a, what you're here for, isn't it? Yeah, to, to tell me shows that I probably won't. We'll watch at the end of the day, but yeah, man, I really liked the. I really found this finale quite satisfying. I felt like it tied up every single and um, gave us exactly what we need to give us. Mm-hmm. Um, resolved all the kind of plot lines and everything. Um, 
This will give us Guy Pierce again. <laughs> and there was like two twists, a twist. Yeah, yeah, two, three two, twists, two, two twists. Yeah. And um, oh yeah, because at the start and um, later on with the maybe with, even the, three, the maybe two and a half. That's what I was like. Is it two, three, two and a half, four? But um, I really, I was just like locked in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Could even look at my phone. I was just watching it mm-hmm. all the way through. And it's just one of those things where sometimes finales can be really, really just off. And you know, finding that landing spot is always hard for a couple of TV shows. But um, I felt the like obviously it's a miniseries as well. But I felt this limited, was really limited well series. limited. Um, limited series yeah but i felt this was really well done mm-hmm. really really well done um yeah i mean we might as well just go kind of like try and go chronologically throughout the episode obviously the episode yeah. starts where the last episode ended where which is may is going to meet john and billy and try to mm-hmm. arrest billy who she believes is the is dj's father and also aaron's murderer and yeah. very quickly we find out that obviously john is the father and and the picture was of Erin and John, which I kind of, I kind of predicted. So that was, I was like, oh, okay, maybe I do know what I'm saying. No and, idea. And then the show was like, whoa, very not ideal. Not ideal <laughs> at all. Uh, what a term. How old is she supposed to be on that show, Erin? At most 17. At most 17. I think, <laughs> I think she's, she's probably the same age as like, um, Siobhan. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm thinking 17. She's definitely not 18, man. And Yikes. I'm saying, even if she's 18 now, Yikes, man. even if she's 18 now, that, that child is at least a year old, right? Yeah. The relationship yeah. started when she was like 16, 17. It's just, it's, and then there's the whole incest. Big fucking there's the whole incest mess. part it's of it. Christ. It's just a lot. It's just a lot. Oh. And then he was trying to justify, like, oh, it wasn't just sex. We, we were talking. I'm like, yeah. May really wanted to wanted to punch him in that in that interrogation room like she was this close, but obviously yeah you find out that that Billy was actually just taking taking one for the team he just wanted to take one for his brother who um one for his brother and his nephew so it was just really kind of a like a good thing he was trying to do as like I don't yeah know, as good good playing a very relative term but like. <laughs> He was just gonna go to jail for his brother and for his nephew, so that was yeah, that was nice, I guess. And then all the blame on him, I guess. Yeah, so. and then John confesses to everything, and then I look at my, I just like, oh, I'm like, that's weird. I look up, I'm, I have like an hour left. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Was like, well, something, so something. What else is this show going to so, like, give us? So, at that yeah. Time? So I'm still like looking for the other. I'm waiting for the other show to drop. And then it's just like. You can just see time passing, and it's just people healing and people getting better and everything. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe it's just the rest of the episode is just like not only Mayor, but like East Town getting better. Mm-hmm, and I was mm-hmm, fine mm-hmm. with that. I was like, that's fine. You've given us our uh, because I was not it's not as if I was that invested in the the murder, anyways. Like, oh, who did it and whatever. I was invested with the characters and and, and the lives. So like, yeah, you've yeah. given us the killer. The killer makes sense. It's satisfactory. That's fine. It, when I said when I said twenty half, like the half surprise for me was that Laurie was involved. I didn't know mm-hmm. that Laurie. I thought she genuinely thought that Billy did it. I didn't know that she lied to to Mayor, so that was kind of heartbreaking. Which obviously ties because the show has to come back to Mayor somehow. The, the show is titled Mayor mm-hmm. of East Town, mm-hmm. not, not just East Town. So 
<laughs> there has to be some like some personal tragedy and everything to me. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, okay, everyone's getting better. Mare is beginning to get a bit more color in her hair. She's beginning to drink water and tea and stuff. I'm like, okay, maybe water. Remember yeah, that? Yeah. <laughs> when last I have drunk water since like last week. I pray not to speak. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, then things are just getting better. And then you have that that lunch. Yeah, that's I'm assuming some kind of like Chuck E. Cheese kind of restaurant and. Mm. Mm-hmm. There's that very incredible scene between her, um, Jean Smart and and Siobhan, and I was just like, oh yeah, very like, you could have an entire episode just talking about why these people are great actresses, but there's no point of doing that. Like, if you what did you, mm-hmm. you you got that feeling, and and then when she confronts the girl that John apparently um, reportedly slept with, right? So mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like, hi, man. She's like, fuck you. I was like, I was like energy. I was like, energy. But then when she's like, yeah, I haven't slept with John since the first time five years ago. I'm like, oh, my brain, my brain starts moving. My brain starts, I'm like, oh, okay. Because okay. you're already kind of suspecting something. Yeah. I mean, that just give you some kind of confirmation about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm like, that's not just a random thing that's just going to drop. So my brain starts moving. And then my brain actually went to, to Ryan in that moment. Really, my brain actually went Ryan, and I'm because I, I, I started thinking, okay, but John was like, "This is our little secret." This is, and I still didn't think Laurie knew. I thought it was like John and Ryan kept this secret. But once she said, "I haven't slept," I was like, "Oh, okay, okay." So maybe this guy didn't actually kill. So my my brain starts going to Ryan. I start I start thinking about possibility that could it be Ryan and everything. Obviously, I put that to the mm-hmm. side because I still think the show is done. There's still a possibility yeah. that, yeah. But then it's when... Oh, yeah. Actually, my, my brain is thinking Ryan and possibly, maybe, if possible, Laurie, right? Because right. I know it's a Ross. I know it's coming back to affect men some way, one way or the other. Like, it's either right. her best friend or her best friend's son or whatever. Someone close to her. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it was when... So, when she obviously goes to that guy, and again, that's just... The show just sneaks in a little bit of like very potent dialogue when the guy's like, You've obviously lost someone. Does it ever get better? And she's like, No, you just like you you oh, get to live yeah. to we get to live with the unimaginable. And but that's not the point of the scene. And like in many shows, that could be the point of that. That's it. That's all just like the, yeah, that like on that point, like at that point, that scene is already great and everything. Yeah. Like the whole talking about healing and coping with trauma and everything, then then it just kind of turns like shit. And then once he says, only the boy that, um, what they call it, that used to move the lawn, I was like, yeah, that the 100% it's Ryan. Fuck it. It's like, I'm just like, wow. <laughs> because again, because my mind is also thinking like, they've shown that this boy is, um, has anger problems. Or at this moment, not, yeah. not, maybe not anger problems, but he's dealing with something that is leading him to be angry. Because one of the things that really jarred me when I was watching the show and I think it ha- happened over the course of the show but this was the first time I had noticed it was when we went to Ryan's school and we saw mm-hmm. the kids um, picking on his sister mm-hmm. to me that was the first I think this might be episode 5 I think 5 or 4 I think one, of five, those yeah. is like one of the middle episodes yeah. and to me that was the first time I had felt the show change perspective like significantly, right. like before it had been. So in what way? So before we're looking through Mare's perspective, 
Mm-hmm. So it was either we're in a scene that like was literally Mare's perspective or related to Mare in some way or yeah. But it was the first time mm-hmm. it was just like, just like this has nothing to do with Mare. Like we've just gone to a high school that we've never been. So it was like I was like, oh this this is weird. This is a bit jarring. This is like a change of perspective. Mm-hmm. And I think the show had done it before, but that was the first time I was like, this is this seems out of place. So that had always been playing in my head. So when I think that's why when the woman was like, I haven't slept with John in five years, Ryan just came back to my head. I'm like, there was there has to be a reason why why we saw him in that scene, why we why we had to get that scene and the whole mm-hmm. thing with his mom mm-hmm. and everything. So like, just tied, yeah, just tied all together, didn't it? Yeah. So obviously when they say that Ryan is the killer, everything just it just works. You, you, it just makes sense. Fucking part, film filmmaking one on one. Part of you is like. Uh, part of me is like, man, should we just should we just allow it? Should we just allow it? Like, like John has taken the hit. He wants to take the hit. There is like, th- this helps nobody. Like, it helps <laughs> if we get Ryan as the killer. That helps. Nobody's helped by that reveal. Like, not Ryan, not his parents, not Aaron's dad. Like, mm-hmm. no one at all wants to know that it was Ryan's. So, but like, obviously, she has to do her job. And it's the right thing to do. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just a lot. But it was like, I, I think it was a very, I think it was a very good twist. Yeah, I didn't. Well, when I was watching it, like I really didn't have anything going through my head, like how you did. I just, I was just watching it, and I was just kind of astounded with the, um, with the multiple twists that was going on. Mm. I think I was just too invested to even have, you know, form any opinions or yeah. conclusions in my mind at that time, and. Just where everything kind of uh, that scene with the well, the, with the old man, with the old man, yeah, that Ryan was the um, guy who actually stole his gun, and mm-hmm. I think it was it two rounds was missing or something. Yeah, yeah, I was just like, this is this is kind of all built to this moment, and it was executed brilliantly. And this is a really good show, mm-hmm. and everything is well done. Um, I think in the previous episode, I did say this show reminded me of True Detective. Mm-hmm. I think this show actually reminds me more of this show called um, Broadchurch. Have you heard about it? Mm-hmm. Oliver um, Coleman? Is that it? Yeah, Oliver Coleman yeah. and David Tennant as well. Yeah. So it's kind of like small, small city, uh, murder happens, and they're trying to find out, obviously, trying to find the killer and everything. Mm-hmm. And just kind of how that one murder changes this community um is something that i definitely took from this show like that whole scene with the um was it deacon mm-hmm. deacon it's guy yeah. yeah and he was just talking about how um you know there's been a lot of changes and you know negative events that have kind of happened in the community and stuff and mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. this is the time to grow from that and you just see this sort of thing where everyone in the community goes to that one church and everyone in the community just knows each other and everything. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I really like that part, that that scene as well, um, from the from the finale. Yeah, um, I'm gonna actually talk about that, the Deacon's homily a bit later because it, I think that was the one time that the show kind of said this is our thesis statement and this is what we're trying to say. And like, if if you haven't got it up to now, this is it in big bold letters and everything. <laughs> and Actually, I'm just going to it now. Actually, it, it's. I think it's in that moment that you're like, how do I put this? So, people obviously say this show is kind of, and we talk about 
the show is kind of dark or heavy. And like you mentioned before, it does cover some like some some heavy topics and everything. But I think in the end, it's a very hopeful show. Yeah. Apart from the fact that like it's funny from the first episode, it's funny. Like they are very funny yeah, parts. Funny elements and stuff. I don't think I watched an episode without like literally like they are very funny without literally laughing. They're very funny parts in it. But the end is light. There is light. Like there, there is there is light in the there's end. There's hope. There's <laughs> hopeful. Yes. Yeah. So, like the, the deacon says it. He he talks about how and up up to that moment, up to when the deacon says what he's gonna say before we go to the church, we see different. There's lots of time jumps. Like yeah. maybe after the arrest, there's like maybe a few months where we go, and the next thing we know, we've seen that like Dylan goes over to um laurie's house he gives laurie the money that he's been saving for the surgery mm-hmm. the money that erin was saving for the surgery we see that laurie calls um dj her son she takes him to, to do the surgery we see that frank and faye are back together faye and um May are friends so like those are the kind of little mm-hmm. healings within within the community i'm like okay so these people are these people are getting better these people are beginning to have a semblance of a life which was probably better than what they had previous mm-hmm. shows. Nothing like mm-hmm. I guess back to where they were. And we see Dawn and Katie, for example, you see that Dawn has her hair back. So was the assumption is that she's obviously finished with um chemo. We see that Katie they have this house and so everything is hopeful. And then we get to church. We get to the deacon giving the homily. Yeah. And then he he says he talks not only about people embracing hope, like internally, and that he tells everyone to to reach out to other people. Mm-hmm. So it's like he says, "Show them mercy." Like it's not only a, like says, I think he says literally, "Your only job is to love, is to love them." And I don't know. Obviously, it was because that was what the writer wanted to do, and that's what the show wanted to say. But I don't know if I ever got that feeling. Um, in the seven, in the six episodes before that, but I think that's probably more on me and how I was thinking to read the show and appreciate the show. Kind of watching it properly, way. Probably, yeah. <laughs> probably, you know. But yeah, so like, but it's a show that we want to say, like, look, you need to show people mercy and you need to show them love. And if mm-hmm. the, the, people, mm-hmm. the people that have been through hell and have maybe even done hell, maybe you need to just show them a bit more love and help them and everything. And it's and I think that's obviously what pushes me to be like, you know what, um, Laurie, you're not, I'm not going to let you cut me out. Like, yeah. I'm going to be, I'm going to be here for you. And, and yeah, that was like, so hearing that was like, sometimes, you know what? And I, I realized that sometimes over the past year, sometimes there's no need to be, to be subtle about it. Just, just say, just say what your show is trying to do. Just say what your film is about. <laughs> That's the, that's a soul can't formula, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, if you have good writers and a good actor, it might work. It it probably just just say don't because sometimes it might not. I might have missed it. Someone like me would have missed it if I didn't have that. It's in like big bold letters, like this is what we're talking about. Show mercy. So, all that to say that I think the show is a lot more positive and a lot more lighter, a lot more light than a lot of people are giving it credit for. It's not like true. Yeah. It's not true detective. It's definitely it's not, not true detective. detective. It's not, and it's also not sharp objects. Like I like I, I mentioned. True detective is all fucking dark. Isn't it? <laughs> very, very dark. Um, 
They don't swan in so, that show. I don't think so. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. No, no. I was thinking. Nope, no, no. Even when they were having sex, they were not. They were very angry. Was it, was it, it was, the Dario? The Dario scene. I don't remember what scene is that. You know, I've only watched it one once. I haven't watched it twice. I've only watched it so once. How do you remember what the Dario was like? Anyway, <laughs> the Dario, Alexandra the Dario. Oh, the Dario. Oh, you you are calling her name. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, I smiled during that scene. I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember the actors did. Oh my um, god! But yeah, no, it's like yeah, I think this show is a lot more. Like the show that I think I'm going to watch again. Yeah, seven episodes, I mean, nice and easy. So when did Laurie? When did Laurie know about this? When John comes to tell her that Billy killed. So right, okay, okay, so yeah, she, she knew in episode six. Right, okay. So John comes and says, "Look, my dad." saw Billy with blood. He thinks Billy killed Erin. Well, it was right. actually Ryan that killed Erin. Yeah. Because I was sleeping with Erin. So, like, he just, everybody just says everything. Oh, what like, a fucking to... shit show, man. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Just Listen to that sentence. It's just a mess. Yeah. And tough then, like, one for Laurie. Tell... Yeah, very, very tough one for Laurie, man. Very. And, like, that, that hug in the kitchen. I don't think I've ever seen it done that way. But, oh, my God, how impactful it was like when Laurie and Mare hug and then they just like Laurie just falls into Mare and yeah, you actually yeah. watch, you watch them it's not like it cuts to her on the floor you watch her collapse to the ground it's just there's one, very, there's what, like one shot as well and just kind of just held there because at first I'm like what's going on like obviously Kate Winslet is like stepping I'm like is, is Laurie passing out is she, uh-huh. is she dying like what's going on and you just you could just see that she's just basically like all the pain and energy that she's been like holding up just kind of it just mm-hmm. kind of falls on her bones and she just collapses into mare and everything and, and I was listening to Kay Winslet an interview and she was like there was a lot of conversation even up to like the eleventh hour about whether to end the show there because of mm-hmm. yeah one of one of the main tenets of the show was always that. It was about this friendship between the two of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in the in the end, they just decided to like just go ahead and add the the shot of of her opening the attic, which I think is I'm so happy they did it because it changes the tone of the of the show. It it cements that hopeful tone that she's yeah. able to open the attic and go back in. If you if you if you finish on. Laurie and, and Mary in, in the kitchen crying into each other's arms is a bit it's a bit more depressing. Mm-hmm. It's like we don't really know if the the ending is positive or not. But with that, with her going up and obviously Siobhan has gone to Berkeley. Fair play, Siobhan. Like, thank you. Get out of that town. Some people have to leave. Um oh my god, when the deacon was like, I can't I have nowhere else to go. East Town is my home. I'm like, oh, this is all you guys. You guys are just all stuck. I was like, Siobhan, please, please go. Please just go to Berkeley. Get the hell out of that Go to California and hopefully find a girlfriend and courses that you like and just... And the band? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know if I'm... (laughs) Let's be honest, that band is staying in East Town. Like, those guys (laughs) in the band are staying in East Town. (laughs) Those guys will be playing, they'll be playing their friends, like, weddings and, like, (laughs) <laughs> I, would say five, I would say 15 years or maybe like 5 years 
What about that? Um, that's what a scene where there was a custody of Mia's grand, um, mm. grandkid, and it was mm. um, it was with what's her name? Is it Carrie? Oh, um, the mother. Yeah, the mother. Gosh, yeah. I'm yeah, Carrie, and she was just like, I can't do this. I can't. Well, you know when you just know, like, I just can't. You can't give me responsibility of this kid. I'm just not. I think it's good on her recognizing she wasn't. Um, I think capable is the right word. But yeah. um, capable enough to actually, you know, have that burden of responsibility of the kid. I mean, we already saw what happened. Was it episode five? And that was when she wasn't. That's, she wasn't. And that's um, high. And that's when she wasn't high. That's kind of when she was just passed. Well, kind of slept off. And they're just yeah. like shit. Now that she shit, has shit. Drugs, my sister. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Because she had been using it again for about three months or something. Yeah, that was she said. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, and uh, yeah, man. I think it's just like her. I mean, I felt like Mare could have been a bit more supportive in that moment, but I guess it's not really it's not really her style. That's a character, I guess. It's just yeah. I was like Mare, maybe just relax, Mare. You'll be there for her. You will help her. Mare was just like Mare was like, if Drew staying with us means it's fine, then I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy. So I was like, "Mm, mm." I was like, Mare, calm down. But yeah, empathetic nature, yeah, in her own way. I mean, every character, well, not every character, but most of the characters are, I think, in better positions than they were, like I said, before the show, not even like when the show started, like before the show started. Guy Pierce. <laughs> well, Guy Pierce has been, has gone <laughs> to East Town and he's had a relationship with Kate Winslet. And now he's going for a one year teaching course. I think his life is better, don't you think? What, 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 what do you think? Well, he's supposed to be mentored in the show. Like, no, no, that car, so, that car is not a cheap car. I, th- I think it's a higher, I think it's a higher. Ah, right, because well, he had one. I mean, he's not, I don't think he's he's not rich, but he's also like doing very well. Is he's it? doing okay for himself, he's, right? He's had a one like very successful book, and he's been living off that. That's like, an awful, isn't that kind of all you need? I don't know, as an author, don't you need like people, you need a second one. You need people like you can't be a one hit wonder. Actually, no, like saying as, an art, as, as a musician, you can't have just one good album. Well, I mean, some people have lived off one, you know, been one hit wonders in it, and they've gone on to yeah. other things. That's fair, but um, yeah, Guy Pierce. So apparently, he wasn't originally. There was a different actor cast in the role. Yeah, is he just like he just wants to spend time in East Town with his friends? So yeah, so apparently no, there was someone else casting the role, and the person was I think started shooting, but then COVID happens, uh, and um, the guy the guy in the role was Brit is British, so he was actually on the Crown. So I'm assuming COVID happens, he can't fly back to Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming Guy Pierce was already <laughs> in Philly. Tough break for that guy. Shot, man. Maybe that's where he shot without remorse. I don't know, um, and. Obviously, oh, yeah, he wasn't that as well. I actually watched that. Guy Pierce, Guy Pierce, and um, Kate Winslet have been in a very successful show before. Like, so they're friends. I think they're both Australian. So, like, she was like, "Oh, Guy, are you? I heard you in Philadelphia. Do you want to come do this show for like?" Who's both Australian? And they, and they both Australian. Who, Kate Winslet? And Guy Pierce. No, nah, Winslet is British as hell. Oh, Winslet is British. No, no, I think no, Pierce no. was born here, but he spent his childhood in. Well, grew up in, basically raised in um, Australia. Oh. Um, 
Anyway, you were saying. Sorry, cut you off. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, they've obviously they worked on um Mildred Pierce together, so they're obviously friends. Yeah. So she was like, "Hey, do you want to just come over and just shoot this thing?" Because I, I'll be very surprised if Guy Pierce's shooting was more than three weeks' work. More than six hours, you mean? <laughs> yeah, like it's seen every episode. <laughs> that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and like. Obviously, I thought it was going to, because it's Guy Pierce, I thought it was going to have a larger um, role in the story. But, but Hadrian was just like, nah, man, we just we have the money like that. We can't get Guy Pierce for <laughs> the random scene. So if it kind of reminds me of, um, remember that movie Seven with yeah. um, Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, and Kevin yeah. Spacey? Um, so basically, I think, obviously... The Should big... I bleep that out? <laughs> no, because no, no, it kind of leads <laughs> to my point where... Um, Normally, in this day and age, um, there'd be promo, you know, promoting these oh, yeah, stars yeah, yeah. and everything. And I think, obviously, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. big twist is, you know, Kevin Spacey is John Doe. And there was literally no marketing. Wait, 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 wait. Are we just, like, just forgetting about, like... If you haven't seen Seven right now... <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. And there was literally, like, you didn't even go for any of, like, the press tour or anything. And that was yeah. kind of, like, the whole shtick behind it. And that was pretty cool. Apparently, that was the idea. Was it? Yeah, apparently, it was, it was not, not to give... Kevin Spacey credit for stuff. But like, yeah, apparently it was his idea. He was like, he told Fincher, just like, don't put my name in credits. Let me not depress. Because I, I think at the, literally at the end, it was like, and Kevin Spacey as John Doe, right? Like, he's not even in the opening credits. No. So if you're, if you're watching that movie for the first time, you don't know Kevin Spacey. Because if you know Kevin Spacey in the film, like, not only is he a big star, but you're already used to him being the twist. Yeah. The usual suspect. Mm-hmm. So like, you're expecting that to happen. And then, you know, it was... It was even the trailers, wasn't... gosh, I wonder how they do it in 2021. Yeah, it was a ma- we can't because we would have set photos yeah. of Kevin Spacey and, and and Brad Pitt in the desert. Like we would have leaked set photos and stuff like that. I can't wait for so, like the first. I think uh, an indie independent comp- uh, movie company should try and do something like that, where it's just like there's a name, recognizable mm-hmm. name that we know, and there's just a big twist, and that just involves that big name on there. I, I want to see the first studio that will try and attempt that very difficult it's very i think it's very i don't i don't know about indie i think it's the opposite i don't think an indie person can. or you reckon it's more like a big a big um, yeah because you need to say this person's in this film to like get money right that makes sense so you would have to be like it'd have to be like it has to be like the top top five or six like the scorsese spielberg's nolan's finchers tarantino those kind of guys Mm -hmm. just get their people just shoot it and no one knows Mm. And then they just put it down. Like, you can't, as an independent person, if you have Brad Pitt as the killer, like, you need to say Brad Pitt's in this film. all these, like, all these celebrities have, like, publicists anyway, don't they? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's that kind of thing. It's kind of, I saw, I read something where, because back in the day, there used to be a lot of um, animated post movie posters, basically. So, like, there's the iconic ones, like, I think there's the Blade Runner one was really iconic. And I think the Star Wars one as well was pretty iconic. Um, but these days, it's like celebrity publicists. It's just like I don't want my, you know, clients cartooned up. Basically, I want him looking like a real. I'm being serious, like a real human being. Yeah, no, no, I, I believe you. It's yeah, it's saying. it's mental, yeah. And anyway, I think that was a great conversation we just had. That is stuck in between this May episode that only five people have watched, so probably <laughs> only two. So. <laughs> Before we get out of here, do you have any final final thoughts on Mayor of Easttown? Apart from uh, everyone should go watch it, please. But if you listen to this and you've watched it, go tell someone to watch it because it's a really good show. And yeah. Seven episodes as well. 
Oh yeah, my recommendation for the week. I I watched Rihanna last night. Have you seen it? Is that not Brad Pitt? George Clooney. Yeah, I'm on the Clooney wave. I think. I I, I think next is Ultimate. Um, was that when George, what's his name, punched him in the face? No. Was that movie? No. Oh, was that was that Three Kings? Wasn't it? Yeah. Ah, That's weird because I literally just saw. I saw like the David Russell. There's a whole David thing on, Russell, the, on Twitter right. today about David Russell and George Clooney and recounting that whole experience. I don't want to talk about that. Anyway, um, now nah, what's Rihanna? Have you watched? So you haven't watched Rihanna? Director, um, Stephen something. I don't know how to pronounce the last name. Soderbergh. No, no, no. <laughs> so it's the writer of Traffic, and right. Soderbergh. Soderbergh was a producer, so it stars Clooney, um, um, my Damon, yeah, my Damon, Jeffrey Wright, and just a, just a lot, a lot of characters. So you're like. Oh wow, you're here! Like <laughs> Christopher Plummer, Viola Davis is in one scene. Chris Cooper is there. Like it's just a lot of very, like I'm like, oh wow. <laughs> so I don't know if I would recommend. It's a it's a heavy movie. It's heavier than I thought it was. Really, it's a very I like movie. A, is it a war movie? No, it's like a CIA spy movie. Did someone say spy? I think you'd actually like it. I, you know what? Yeah, now fuck it. I'm recommending Syriana. Go watch Syriana. Clooney won the best the Oscar for it for best supporting actor. So go watch go watch Syriana. That's my recommendation for this week. That's back to back Clooney recommendations. I'm on the I'm on the Clooney roll right now. What's what's yours? What's your recommendation? What's my recommendation? Uh it has to be like post two thousand. Yes. Yes. Let make it post two thousand. I can't really have to say it. Oh my god. Yes, let's just take Michael um, Clayton. That's a good movie. I recommended that last week. Last oh, night. did you? <laughs> okay. Um, thank you guys for coming for this episode. Snowpiercer the movie, I guess. Go watch that. Yeah, go watch Snowpiercer the movie. I mean, yeah, everyone should go. Watch, watch a TV movie. show. No, I've had never to watch that nonsense. I'm watching that. I'm not. No, no, I'm not watching the TV show. I'm gonna watch the Parasite TV show from Adam McKay and Bo Jung Ho. What? What do you mean? What we've just we've spoken about this. You and I have spoken about this. I thought we we're joking, saying that. Mean? I thought it was one of the things that oh, the, were when they're running for a Parasite TV show. I think it was actually going through. Yes, Adam McKay you know is on, on board. Doing, Bong Joon Ho is on board. Like, what are you talking about? I, I, I guess if Bong Joon Ho is on board, that's fine. Yeah, it's, but it's not like it's not a remake. It's like set in the Parasite world. Apparently, is it going to be an American Parasite or South Korean? No, it's definitely American actors. Of course. It's just in America. So it's just like, I guess it was, the, it was the... I mean, those guys, thematically, they seem aligned. Adam McKay and Bong, like, they kind of like... To be fair, there's a Danish show. Actually, watch this Danish show, um, movie. It's called The Guilty. We're talking about remakes, because that's going to be remade in about a year or two. I think that's going to be Jake Gyllenhaal or something. No, yeah, It's already been done. It's coming out on Netflix this year. What? Jesus Christ. You do know you have a <laughs> film and TV podcast, right? You know, you know you need to do your research. Yeah, so watch, actually, oh my watch. God. That's actually a really good movie. It's actually not that long as well, about 18 minutes or something. And it's one of those people, one of those like one scene movies where it kind of takes place in a room. Oh, really? So The Guilty on Netflix, it is, it is, I've watched it twice. It is insane. So now I want to watch it before the, the remake comes out. Yeah, watch it before the remake. Okay, um, we're heading out. We're heading out. 
Thank you to everyone who's listened to our mayor recaps. Thank you to um, all of you for engaging and for watching Mayor of Easttown. Yeah, thank you to our producers, Ibuka Namani and Chinidui Heji for continuing to do their work. I'm going to stop shouting, down, shouting them out very soon because... Ibuka, you need to relax, by the way. <laughs> you need to relax. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Um... Yeah, it does. It does need to take it. Um, yeah, if you listen to on a podcast service that allows you to, like Obiora, apparently, can you please rate and review? It really helps us grow this podcast. So <laughs> if you listen to Apple Music, please just Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, please rate, review. Um, tell your friends to rate and review. I'm not going to recommend that you give, like, fake accounts and review review the podcast, but I'm also not going to not say that <laughs> uh, i believe you guys are all autonomous i know what to do with your, with your devices i did an episode with Sumto yana on the bull type earlier this week i'm happy that you guys are enjoying it apparently um yeah look we'll be back next week i don't know what to plan, but we'll be back when we'll be joined by oscar winner british thespian member of dss yeah man Come on, he's been on the he's on the knees recently, by the way. Doing what? What do you do? Oh, oh, not him. The I mean the other guy. Um, oh, Damson. Damson. Yeah. Why was he in the news? <laughs> I don't know the exact reason why, but I think it was he's well, definitely been in the news recently. Okay. That's well, the activity his Twitter as well. Jesus, we won't be joined by Damson. We will be joined <laughs> by the Daniel Kaluuya. See you guys next week. See bye. you guys. Bye bye.